Welcome to Trauma Queen, where we normalize talking about some pretty hardship. I'm Jemenika Eborn, your certified trauma queen. I've been working with survivors of assault for over a decade. This season, we'll be talking with survivors with different backgrounds, identities, and life experiences. We'll talk about how different the experience of assault, support, and healing is for every one of us. In each episode, I'll give three new resources directly related to the topics we cover. For years, I've seen survivors portrayed without their voices being really heard. This changes now. Let's heal together. Hey y'all, I just wanna give you a little heads up. We may be talking about some really hard things, so I want you to take heed and take care of yourself if that means stepping away from an episode, if that means taking notes and looking back at things later, please do whatever you need to do for yourself. I want to give a special thank you to our sponsor, Unbound, a woman-owned sexual wellness shop. I went through their products and tried to find at least one thing for each episode. Today on the show, we'll be talking to Jasmine Robbins, someone who's never talked to a trauma counselor before. For Jasmine's episode, I'm recommending the TISC because talking to people can be really hard. Some people process really hard things through kink. As Unbound says, spare the rod and spoil yourself with the firm but supple pad made of patent leather or the teasing silky silicone tassels. I think it'll be a great time. So if you'd like to try the TISC or any of their other fabulous sexual wellness items, head over to unboundbabes.com and use the promo code TRAUMAQUEEN for 15% off any order over $35. That code again is TRAUMAQUEEN, T-R-A-U-M-A-Q-U-E-E-N, and go comment on all their shit and tell them I sent you. So today, y'all, I'm uber excited to have this magical ass queen across from me. Will you tell us your name and your pronouns? Hi, I am Jasmine Robbins and I prefer she and her. Perfect. Yes. So just to, you know, make sure we're all on the same page and on the up and up. Today, the show and all the shows isn't about me. Like I'm here, I'm present, I'm here to support and facilitate the conversation. But this is for both of us to have questions answered and just have like an open and honest dialogue. Um, You may hear some things that may be like, oh, shit, I didn't think about that. Oh, my God, I'm so glad I heard that. And that's what we want. So I'm going to go ahead and get this started and ask the first question. Can I say something before we start? Yeah. I am shook by how great your voice is. (laughs) I'm a little <laughs> fucked up by it, to be honest. <laughs> I didn't know what I was stepping into. And I know you're an amazing person. And then I am, I am, uh, this is for you. This is, this is for you. I don't even want to talk anymore. I'm just going to sign to you right now because I really can't handle this. <laughs> we haven't even said anything. Yep. No, nope, we're good. <laughs> Welcome, y'all. <laughs> okay. So why do you think your story and your perspective needs to be heard? Um, I don't know. I'm very, I don't want to say an empathetic person, but I feel like I, I am, first of all, an empathetic person. Second of all, I feel like a lot of stories in general do need to be heard. Mm-hmm. Um, just especially coming from people of like minority groups, 
Um, Because those are the stories that we don't hear the most. Correct. So any stories that can help any type of person, whether they be like younger or older or any, any stories that someone can like really feel and recognize with and like really just connect with, I think need to be told, which I'm assuming are most stories, even when you don't think they're important. I feel like everybody should be saying their stories. Yeah. So what is your story? You know, I have a lot of stories. <laughs> um, oh, Lord. Um, about my life in general? About my love life? About what you didn't go see a counselor for? Okay. Um, I feel like with my... It's something that I'm just honestly recognizing now. Yeah. Um, and... It's more like mental and emotional, but I have a tendency to really be like when it comes to relationships, um, I take on a lot, you know, um, I feel like I really like lower my standards for love sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. like most of the relationships that I've been in okay. um, to where like the people that I've dated um, have not wanted to like say that they were out or dating me or, and I know it goes deeper mentality wise, but it has really fucked me up. Yeah. In all honesty. Yeah. And it's something that I never, um, while I was doing, like while I was doing this and being present in these relationships, I never thought about it in a way that it was going to like affect me later in life. But now I'm sitting here like, Thinking of, like, three major relationships that I've had. Um, One being, like, three years, my first relationship. One being seven years. And one being four months. And it is just so much emotional and mental toll on me that I I truly think it's fucked me up a little bit. A lot. What do you mean when you you say, like, it's fucked you up? Do these relationships have, like commonalities that you're seeing now yeah 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 I think definitely when it comes to at least those three relationships like everybody was very um like not out to their families has gone through the process of coming out to their families with me being their significant other which is a lot yeah to take on a lot of support right it's a lot of support and it's a lot of um a lot of the families like end up getting mad. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's like put on to me because I'm the person that like gate up their daughter. <laughs> <laughs> it was just you, you huh? know, it was, it was only me. And, um, it's, it's just like a lot back and forth. And I, I also like, I'm past a point to where I'm mad at, at my, um, exes anymore. I'm past that point. Um, so I understand for them, it's hard for them too. You know, I don't discredit that whatsoever, but, um, for me personally, it's just like moving forward in my relationships and my life, like, it's just hard. It's hard always being that person. And I always end up being that person. How do you think like your mental state or like your mentality was like 
as you were going through it versus like to be able to sit across from me and say this now. Yeah. I think when I was going through these relationships, I was more so like a very loyal, like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to get through this type of person. Um, so like be there supportive, like you can do this, which makes sense for me because it's also like what I do in my job too. Mm -hmm. And so it felt very like familiar and at home, but also like this was a relationship and it's not supposed to feel like a job, like my job specifically, you know, um, like I know it's work or whatever, like putting into a relationship, but it's not supposed to feel like that much. Yeah. And, uh, now like looking back on all this I'm just like no wonder (laughs) like so it's so weird um being the person that I have grown to be of being like a very out loud very bold like yes comments and stuff affect me but I'm gonna look past that like I'm gonna be strong Mm -hmm. um and then look back at all these scenarios that I was in for people that like didn't want to not claim me, but you know, um, didn't want to let people know that we were a thing just because of, um, not just because, but because of a lot of like stuff with their families and stuff. But I don't know. It just, it just really impacted me emotionally. I'm so emotional and I'm not, not, um, I'm an emo kid. I'm not ashamed. Tell me about it. I love mm, feelings. Yeah. Dessert. I've had like two (laughs) conversations recently with like two groups of friends that were like, oh, you're the most emotional person in this. But that's okay. Yeah. I'm, well, it's going to be okay. First of all, it's me. (laughs) Um, so deal with it. Yeah. Second of all, like for how much I feel like I bend and sometimes hold my tongue, sometimes ready to educate, like if I'm emotional, like you got to deal with that because let me tell you the list of shit I've dealt with, (laughs) you know? Um, yeah, I don't mind being emotional. Yeah. I think in a lot of times within like society, people are like, "Mm, yeah, bring it down. Femme. Uh Um, when you were talking, like, like a question popped up in my head, like, what do you think? Like the relationship dynamics were in these situations? Like, was there, I don't want to put any words in your mouth, but yeah. it's like, maybe like what I'm hearing in my head is like, I don't, the word somewhat like abuse pops up in my head. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it's what I uh, recognized at the time, but I do believe that because, um, it, it's, it was so mental, like mentally abusive. And it's something that I was not familiar with, or even that being a thing when I was younger, Um, All the way up till, honestly, like the beginning of this year. Um, Definition time, y'all. Emotional abuse. Tactics of emotional abuse can be subtle that you may not even realize at first that you're being manipulated and threatened. And this can lead to you questioning yourself. Emotional abuse is an act including confinement, isolation, possessiveness, rejection, verbal assault, humiliation, intimidation, infantilization, constantly requiring emotional support, or any other treatment which may diminish the sense of identity, dignity, and self-worth. Something that I was not familiar with, or even that being a thing when I was younger, um, all the way up till, honestly, like the beginning of this year. Um, 
I always thought it was me just trying to help people that I loved Mm -hmm. when in all reality, it was kind of people taking advantage of me and my strength. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a lot to, to look back on and be like, Oh yeah, cool. It's just been a thing you've done. (laughs) I mean, and it's a lot. And I think it shows like when people are like, Oh no, I'm so sad this happened to you. You're like, no, I mean, it's some shitty things, but like, look at me now, bitch. Right. (laughs) And like, I, I see like how you grow and you share your story. Mm -hmm. Do you find like, as you continue to like share things, like, have you seen any change or movement in your relationships? I think, um, something that I've been like, instead of me just going out, just like reckless being like, whatever. Um, I've made it a point to think about like, not uh, even standards, but what would help me grow as a person Mm -hmm. being with another person. Yeah. And so for me, it's things that are like people that are confident in themselves that don't need, because I feel like very often I've, uh, I've played like a therapist type role where they, my significant others wouldn't talk to their family, wouldn't be out to their friends. So the only person that gets literally everything dumped on them is me. And I was always like giving, giving, giving. And not like I wasn't receiving, but I wasn't receiving nearly what I was giving. So I feel like now I've made myself um, like stick to these like standards in this list, which I know is like... To me, it's stupid because I'm not a listy type of person, to be honest. I'm a very, like, open and whatever. But I was like, no, bitch. You need some rules and regulations. Boundaries. Yep, yep. Boundaries because I'm, I'm, I feel like I can't um, depend on myself just because of my past. Yeah. um, To make really great decisions. So I need to remember these, like, few things. Um, I keep ha- like I'm lo- watching it. I'm like words just pop up in my head. It's real weird. Um, and the word that's popped up is fear. Mm-hmm. Like, what was there fear in this? Like, as you were in the relationships, and you're like, this is the person I'm I'm with, and I want to make them happy. Like, did you fear anything while you were in those? Hmm. It could be that I was just like holding on to someone that actually showed me love and affection. But, you know, I can pretty much find that anywhere, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I don't, I don't, I truly don't know. I think, yeah, I really don't know. Yeah. And that's a valid ass answer. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that there was fear involved. I don't know if I've processed that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it sounds like you're continuing to process. Oh, all the definitely. Things. This is just like within the past six months or so yeah. that I've been like, oh, this has been like a consistent thing that always happens. Like, why? Yeah. Yeah. Did you think while it was going on that you ever needed to seek like some type of support or su- assistance while like helping other people? I mean, you were like, yeah. I'm being like a therapist mm-hmm. to you and all my emotional labor is going to you. Were you like, hey, also, I need something? Honestly, no. Yeah. While I was looking back on it, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, during the process of it, no. I just thought this. I just thought it was a thing that like happened with like same sex relationships. 
Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, oh, look at you just dropping gems for mama to pick up. So tell me about what you thought was supposed to just happen in same-sex relationships. Yeah, um, where I'm from is a very small town, very white town. Um, everybody's mostly... If, if anybody would even identify in the LGBT community, you wouldn't know about it. Oh. Like, everybody's closeted. Um, now I think it's changed a little bit, hopefully, but it was just like, nobody talked about that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I knew some of my friends, like, um, some of my friends were dating, some of my girlfriends were dating girls and that was all new to me, but I was also a very like love person. Um, since my dad is black and my mom is white since they're both different races and in this very white town, yeah. they taught me from a very young age that just like, um, it doesn't matter. And so for me, I was just like, Oh, like this girl's dating this girl. Like that doesn't matter, you know? And that's what I thought until I saw my friends like sneaking around and not telling their parents and just having to go through everything just alone and with them because their parents were never going to understand or they were going to be kicked out. And, oh, my town was toxic. Yeah. Yeah. Like going through, um, like, self-harm. And it was, like, the thing to do in my high school, um, especially within people that would identify in the community as well. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a weird place to grow up and to learn, like, how to be a quote-unquote lesbian is what I identify with now because there wasn't any and then especially to be like a woman of color yeah on top of that and do you think that kind of like played a role in how you went through relationships yeah I think that definitely played a role and it definitely played a role into me not looking for anybody to like a therapist or anything like that because I'm literally surrounded by a whole bunch of straight white people, like who's going to understand? Mm. How are they going to under, I don't care how much education you've had. Like, what are you going to tell me about this? Yeah. You know, you're like, you don't look like me. You don't read no. the same book as me. Mm -mm. How can, how can I yeah. open up to that? Yeah. I think that's such a good point to bring up. Um, I have a therapist who, who's a black magical queen mm. and, but I seeked her out yeah. because I needed someone that looked like me yeah. to get the narrative. Yeah. And I think that's important as black women to be like, Hey, like I get it. You have all the things, but like there's something I need to connect with. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And I wish, um, that would have been taught to me sooner. Like, I wish I would have half the thoughts that I have in my head now at 27 as uh, 17 yeah. or 16. Um, but it just wasn't. And maybe that's why I am the person I am now. Honestly. Magical. But. I get it. I get it. Um, also, like, I, I, I always think about, like, I know a lot of us being, like, queers and mm -hmm. just making it. We were just talking about how sometimes we live in paycheck to paycheck. Yep. Do you think, like, financials, like, have like suppressed you from like finding more assistance oh definitely and it wasn't even like um it's so weird because looking for assistance I've been to therapy for eating disorders mm -hmm. um once my mom like made me go when I was 16 
And once when I was like 21 in college and I was like in a very, very low place. Um, luckily through my college that was provided for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to like a small Catholic university. It doesn't sound that intense. (laughs) It wasn't that intense. Um, but yeah, so that was provided for me, but it's interesting because like, regardless of financials, which would have been definitely something I would think of, but that wasn't like therapists or anything wasn't presented to me in general. Hmm. It was just like nothing I was ever taught about nothing like you have your family if you need to talk you know my family didn't talk though so i don't mm. yeah i feel that (laughs) my family was like very we're open we talk about everything yeah type of thing yeah until like you don't (laughs) Yeah, yeah i mean i've watched I want, you know, I'm, you're my friend and I'm also like a fan. Oh, no. <laughs> like I watch your videos and I'm just like, no, everyone needs to see this. And I watched you talk about your eating disorder and yeah. how like you talk to your family and your family was just like, we got you. Mm-hmm. Do you think you, were you ever able to talk to them about these relationships? Mm, I feel like it's definitely like at the peak and the best that it can be now that I'm 27. But I feel like growing up and being in relationships, me as a woman with other women, was something that they were not familiar with. Yeah. Um, And they, I don't want to say didn't know how to handle it, because we went through a time where, um, like, my parents, I didn't necessarily tell them I was dating my first girlfriend. They found out. So um, when they found out, they immediately were just, like, mad um, half because I was lying and using them. Um, they say all because I was lying and using them to like let her come and sleep over and stuff. But in all honesty, like I think they were a little mad. I was <laughs> a little uh, sneaky. Uh, I think they were a little mad that I was a lesbian. <laughs> um, but we, I, we've never like talked about that. Um, but there was a point where my parents were so mad and just like not disappointed, but just upset that I just was lying to them. And even when they'd asked me like, yo, are you guys dating? Are you guys dating? I'm like, no, I wouldn't do that. Um, and then they found out and it was like two or three weeks later, my mom like took me on a car ride, you know, one of those car rides, trick. one of those car trick. rides. <laughs> um, <laughs> my mom took me on a car ride and she was like, you know what? Um, I've been talking to your father, blah, 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 blah. We, don't really know what you're going through when it comes to being in a relationship with another woman. But we do know that when me and your dad tried to date and be together, that our families did nothing but try to keep us apart. And that is the last thing that we want for you. Mm. So even though we might not necessarily agree with this or anything, we love and support you. So we're going to let you do what you want. That's beautiful. Yeah, it was... I will never forget that um, conversation. It was very sweet. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't get those conversations. No, no, not at all. And especially, like I said, just to like reinforce my town was so just like toxic. Yeah. Um, when it came to being different. Yeah. In general. Yeah. And I know you're saying like in the last six months, like you're finally like being like, these are the things like 
What does your healing process look like, boo? As you're doing all these things. Cheetos. And- <laughs> <laughs> um, I am very aware that I need to get a therapist and I have not yet. Okay. Um, I am very aware that I need to. Yeah. Um, sorry, anytime I talk about my mom, I cry. I don't know why. Because it's, it's it's you're thing. connected. It's just a thing that, that happens. Listen, Literally. That's just anytime love I talk out, about her. It's an overflow of love dripping <laughs> from your eyes. Um, but honestly, I think it's good at least that I've like recognized that this was a thing that I have done multiple times. Or I don't want to say even a thing that I've done because I also know that like this is what other people have done to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like I'm a very big person um, that's, that's like, I'll take a lot of the fault. And so I feel like I need to stop using that verbiage of just this. I put myself in this position when in all reality, like, maybe I didn't, yeah. <laughs> you know, and maybe this had just happened um, because someone was... And maybe they didn't know, maybe they did know, but it's fucked me up. Um, I think it's good that I'm at least realizing these, Mm -hmm. like, things that have happened. Um, But I know I need to talk to someone. And man, they're going to have to listen for a very long time. (laughs) What's still stopping you? Time. And time and... kind of being afraid um, that being afraid that I'm going to have to look for several people through several people. Like if I don't like make a connection or it doesn't feel right with this person, then I need to go to this person. Mm -hmm. And if that doesn't feel right, then I need to go to this person. I just feel, I know it would be better in the long run, but I need to just do it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yep. There's <laughs> like mm-hmm. there's nothing else to say. <laughs> I am uh, self-aware. <laughs> I mean, but to get here and be like, look, I know, I know, I need to do it. Yeah. I, I this is this is my time. But be, be able to be in this space, mm-hmm. I commend you. Thank you. Because there's, I'm sure you've had time. You're like, yeah, I'm within distraction. But you're yeah. like, no, like I'm on this healing journey. Yeah. And this is this is just a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just happy over here. I'm just, you can't see me, but I'm full of happiness. Yeah, I want to know about <laughs> literally everything. You obviously <laughs> say that you go to someone. How was that process like finding? Yeah, so it was an interesting process, okay. right? So the first time I went somewhere, the person, like we did the intake. And for me, like I've done intakes before, so I know how to do an intake. Okay. And I sat down with the woman and she was like, oh. <gasps> I said, wait a minute. What? I didn't even speak yet. I haven't said anything, girl. And she was just like clutching her fake pearls that weren't there. It was just like, oh my gosh. And I was like, oh, I'm not coming back here. What? And so I started looking intentionally. Really? See, it's shit like that that makes me scared to go out. And I don't want to say scared, but, you know, kind of like... I'm getting in a whole Uber there just to have some woman (laughs) clutch some fake ass pearls and then I'm going to (laughs) leave. But it empowered me to be like, you know what? I, I think it further helped me to know what I didn't want to be like, I deserve better. Yeah. I get that. And so I 
look through my insurance, mm-hmm. which I think is very helpful. Yeah. If you have insurance, if yeah. not, like there are other services. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to, and if, I'm not fancy. I got Medi-Cal. Um, so I was able to look through Medi-Cal okay. and start looking at the companies that were covered and I'm going to websites. Uh-huh. I'm looking, I'm doing the work for myself and be like, mm. and so I'm looking and calling, looking and calling. And a lot of people are booked, Yeah. but I happen to find a company that's, it's like 20 minutes away, Okay. but I will for sanity. Mama will drive for 20 minutes. Literally. And they had like five black women that worked there. Wow. And I was like, what is this blessing? Yeah. And I was like, okay. And they called me and I was like, listen, like, I really want to be connected to someone that understands that I'm queer mm-hmm. and isn't scared of me being polyamorous. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, like, it is a black woman. Like, right. And they were like, oh no, yeah, we got you. And I walked into the first session and I was like, okay, girl. And she was just like, so tell me about yourself. Yeah. And it was, she wasn't sitting there taking notes. She okay. was just listening to me. Yeah. And she was like, well, it sounds like we'll be checking in every week. I was like, girl, I'm going to be here every week. <laughs> okay. You mean. <laughs> I was like, we go together now. Yeah. And she was like, we will just process whatever you got going on. And through that, we will also work through your traumas. Yeah. I am with this person. It's almost been three months. Really? And Fridays are my favorite days. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> such a great feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Like I walk in and I'm like, she was like, how was your week? I wasn't doing anything. She was like, you're lying. And I'm like, I know. Are you ready? <laughs> she's like, I'm excited. Let's talk about the things. That's great. And I want that for you. Yes. So like. But I'm glad like that's for three months. That's a long time too. Mm-hmm. That's great. And do you. Okay. This is a question. Um, do you just like, how much do you open up? Like literally everything? Like, is there like, I don't want to say like a protocol, but do you just like literally say anything and everything that's on your mind? Yeah. I just drop it off. Yeah. It's, but that's also who I am that yeah. I'm like, Hey, so we're here. Um, and I trust that you can hold the space for me. Yeah. So this is what I'm going through for sure. And like, she's helped me talk through like relationship things and okay. like figuring out mom things okay. and like other things. And like through it, we work through my trauma, mm-hmm. which is like my sexual assault that I am now talking about out loud. And like, it's like sprinkled through that. It's not so scary. Yeah. And you, you, have you ever spoke to anybody before like um, a therapist or anything about sexual assault? So it's funny you say that. My therapist is like, you process your traumas through everything that you do. Okay. And so I'm very intentional. I mean, the work that I do yeah. helps me. Um, the books that I read, working on my master's in health psychology. I did a year and a half of marriage and family therapy to yeah. learn how to be a therapist. And then I was like, I don't want to be a therapist. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's... There's things that I want to do that I can't necessarily do in that realm. Okay. Like this. Yeah. Um, and I, I went spiritual and I talked to like a spiritual person and like worked okay. on building that up. Okay. And so I talked to that person. Yeah. And then now I'm like, oh yeah, this is what I can say out loud. Okay. Yeah. Do you think that was um the right, not the right, but does that feel good for you that you like went and talked to someone spiritual first and did a lot of like your own looking first? And processing, and now in the past three months, you're talking to someone like, um, do they identify as doctors? 
Uh, yeah. It depends. Yeah. 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 Um, for me, yes. Yeah. But also like you, I was like, I don't know time, money. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have those. Right. And then I was, (laughs) and then at the end of it all, I was like, I can't not afford to have someone to pick me up. Mm -hmm. You're right. And someone that's also just like, like that's their whole ass job (laughs) to worry about you for that. Not worry about you, but to be there for you for that. Like however long you're there, (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's really nice. It's like you walk into, cause you can talk to your friends and do all the things. Yeah. But it's like an unbiased, real ass conversation that's like, okay, so you're telling me this. Yeah. Let me go ahead and reflect this back to you and smack you a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, this is like, I went home last week and cried. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I have to talk to all my partners now. Right. And then I was like, I'm not going to listen to anyone's response. <laughs> I didn't listen for like an hour. And then I was like, okay, I'm scared and blah, blah, blah. And then I cried and then it was okay. Yeah. And I knew it would be. And we processed that. And she was like, I knew it would be fine because you are intentional and you are allowed to be loved. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) This is really fucking me up. I feel like I need to go here. (laughs) I mean, I'll give you a name. I will listen. I will share Betty with you. Oh, her name's Betty. Betty Ford. Oh, (laughs) great name. People are always like, I'm sorry. What did you say? Her name is Betty Ford. And I was like, yes, not like the addiction place, but yes. Wow. I just feel like even when you're talking about this whole process, it seems like you're so excited and that it's really done great for you. I mean, I will help you find a therapist. Yeah. I think that's what. Like, I will help you do this. This is like, I want people to find someone that hears them and Mm -hmm. sees them. I'll help you. No. We could do this. I appreciate that. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, we've had such a magical conversation. Woo. Yep. And I'm just so thankful that you had time for Mama through your Degrassi time. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, Put I me on it. blast. I mean, I know. It's it's a blessing for all no, of us. No, I'm glad I don't. I feel like um, I don't get to speak about this this whole genre this topic enough um just because i'm so i feel like mm, i'm often in like this very like body positive like blah 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 i don't really get to talk about (laughs) things that have affected me um especially when it comes to relationships so i thank you for this well thank you before you leave me is Mm. there anything you've been working on or want to plug Oh, um, my favorite thing right now that I'm working on <laughs> is um, my little Instagram called Lil Snacks. Yes. Yes, that's my favorite. I want to be a snack. Oh How my gosh. I be a snack? I can post a uh, hashtag yes. Lil Snacks and then tag me. I'll put you up there, honey. Oh I'll put you. I, have, I need a post today. Oh my God. Let's be snacks. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you again. Thank you. So much. I appreciate for you. coming. One resource that I'm going to suggest every episode is to find a personal therapist. Cognitive therapies have been proven to be the leading, most effective treatment for PTSD, anxiety, and childhood traumas. I always recommend first seeking an in-person therapist, especially for crisis situations. But online therapy is also a fantastic option. 
Our sponsors at Pride Counseling connect you with a counselor within 24 hours. And the best thing about Pride Counseling, I know a lot of us struggle with trying to find someone that gets us. A lot of them are able to work with LGBTQI plus folks, and that's amazing. And also, you don't have to be in the community to also get some support, y'all. You're able to be connected with a therapist within 24 hours. You can filter through to find a therapist that feels good to you and if it's not a good match, they're able to re-support you with a new person within 24 hours. You can video chat, talk on the phone, do in-person messaging, and it's all available for desktop or mobile. So go to pridecounseling.com queen to find your personal counselor for as low as $35 a week, y'all. So as promised, here are our three resources. The first one's going to be safehorizon.org. They can help you find an in-person counselor, group therapy, legal aid, and other resources. And if you're based in New York, you can receive in-person services at their offices in Brooklyn and Harlem by appointment. Second up, Anti-Violence Project, and you can reach them at 212-714-1141. The Anti-Violence Project offers free bilingual English and Spanish, 24-hour, 365 days a year, crisis intervention and support for LGBTQ and HIV affected survivors of any type of violence, as well as those who love and support survivors, including those who've lost a loved one to violence. And last but not least, amazing book called Writing Ourselves Whole, Using the Power of Our Own Creativity to Recover and Heal from Sexual Trauma by Jen Cross. This is a book of essays, encouragements, exercises, and stories for sexual trauma survivors who want to risk writing a different story, geared toward people who would like to write about their experiences without re-traumatizing themselves. This book aims to help those who would like to use writing as a joyful and transformative healing tool. And as always, I have to give a shout out to the people that make this podcast what it is, and we can all be found on Instagram. Podcast artwork by Zoe Loves, Z-O-I-E-L-O-V-E-S, engineered and edited by Andy Alseri, A-N-D-Y-A-L-S-E-R-I, produced by Boy God King, B-O-Y-G-O-D-K-I-N-G, and me, I'm your host, Jiminika, J-I-M-A-N-E-K-I-A.